and Merry Christmas. My name is Melissa, and I am here to get you ready for this nonstop, crazy Yuletide ride, more commonly known as Jingle Jam. And we're going to get started just here in a second. But is this anybody's first time at Jingle Jam? It's kind of different that we're bringing it to a Sunday morning. We usually do it on a Sunday night or throughout the week, but we brought it to you on a Sunday morning this year. Um, so does anybody out there know what an advent wreath is? And it, I think we all should raise our hands because Leonard's been talking about the advent wreath here for weeks now. So I'm going to give you guys here and you guys joining us at home um, a brief history lesson on the advent wreath. Let me get my reading glasses on here and drop my little history lesson. Just telling Mandy today that I started not being able to read in like dim light, and I think that it like cheaters are headed in my direction. Oh, it only gets better. All right. All right. So, the brief history lesson. Oh, thank you. Thank you. The Advent wreath originated in the 16th century. That's the 1500s, by the way. The tradition symbolizes the passing of the four weeks leading up till Christmas. The wreath holds one candle to represent each week before Christmas. The fifth candle represents the birth of Jesus. The lighting of each candle is accompanied by a scripture reading. This custom actually started in the family setting, but has become more of a part of big church worship over the years. And how do I know this, you might ask? because I am one smart cookie. Now you might think that I just read it to you from a book, but I'm here to tell you I am smart. And that's how I know it. So are you guys ready to get this party started? Yeah. All right, so here we go.
and hello and welcome to Jingle Jam. You guys can all have a seat because we're on an adventurous journey this Christmas. How many of you have advent calendars at home? A couple of you? A few of you? Maybe they look something like uh, this? Maybe a little bit smaller? Well, that, that helps us count down the days till Christmas, right? It, it's what this advent is all about. It's about waiting. And uh, it's about waiting. It's time leading up to Christmas that helps us get excited about the incredible gift that was given to all of us. And I hope that you're ready to celebrate this amazing gift because Christmas is that time of year when I can confidently and boldly know that... There is no hope. Wait, what? Good day. I am Sir Reginald Fastidious III, the greatest one-man Shakespearean Bible story reenactor, and I am here so that you may enjoy my presence. Thank you. You're supposed to clap. Thank you. Thank you. And you can know that this holiday season, there is no hope. Hope is not lost. Yes, it is. No. Yes. Not at all. Oh. I punched myself in the nose. See, even my own appendages wage war against me. Reginald, unlike you, I know that Christmas can have lots of hope. Really? And what year have you been living in? I admit, this year has been lots of downs and ups and downs again. But when we look at Christmas, we can't help but have hope. Well, that's not what the Bible says. What are you talking about? Ah, you're surprised I've read it. I see. Well, after performing it for 10 years, I finally decided to read it. And I was appalled. Behold, I am the bearer of bad news. Prepare for the worst. Within this bedazzled binder is a performance art piece 
which I have written and now I'm ready to perform for art. you. That's his performance. Ah, so I just have to read the script? Performance art piece. Right. And uh, you just do what you do? Precisely. To the performance. Thusly. So I know you're here to celebrate Christmas with us, but I find when Reginald shows up, just let him do what he does. This way he can get out of here a lot faster. I have prepared sufficiently, and I am now ready to grace the stage with my presence. Great. Here we go. In the beginning, God created the universe and all that is in it, including our home, Earth. It is good, but don't get used to it. <laughs> God didn't say that last part. Then God created the first human, Adam. But God took one of Adam's ribs. Ow! To make the first woman, Eve. Ow! I want my Adam back, Adam back, Adam back, Adam back, Adam back ribs. God gave Adam and Eve the garden of Eden, and life was good. However, 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 Adam and Eve broke the only rule that God gave them. They took the fruit from a special tree in the garden and ate it. Oh, help, we've fallen and we can't get up. It was at this moment the world became broken. Sin entered the world and people were separated from God. After that, things kept getting worse. God called an old man Abraham. Yes, Lord. And promised him that he would have many children as there were stars in the heavens. What? But how will I pay for college? There is no hope! God's promise came true, but all of God's descendants, the Israelites, were enslaved by the Egyptians. Abraham's descendants cried out to God to save them. So God spoke to a man named Moses. Through a burning bush and told Moses he would convince Pharaoh to let the Israelites go. God sent terrible plagues like the frogs. Frogs! Eventually, Pharaoh let God's people go, and Moses led them to safety by walking through the Red Sea. But the Israelites disobeyed God. So they couldn't enter the land that God promised them for 40 years. That is one long time out. It certainly is a long time out. Just ask any child. There is no hope, thusly. And then they were ruled by bad kings. Wahaha! And the Israelites were conquered by the Babylonians. Ah! 
No hope for you. And... And scene. Thank you. Thank you. There is no hope. I exunt right thusly. Wait, wait, Reginald, come on back. First of all, there are tons of stories in the Old Testament that you skipped right over that are filled with love and joy and peace and hope. Ha! No, listen, the Bible is God's amazing story. Yes, it starts off as a mess, but God had a plan to fix it right from the start. How's it looking? Pretty good? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, you want to get that? Yeah. Yeah, get that piece right there. It's tied up. Just like your shoes. <laughs> okay, enough MacGyvering. It's fine. Oh, you know, we just got to get it just right. Just right. Okay. Let's get it just right. Get it just right. Okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Are we ready? Yeah. In the beginning, God created everything. He created people and his image to be his friends. And it was good. But then the people God loved so much turned away from him. Sin entered the world and everyone and everything was broken. And for thousands of years, people just kind of did their own thing. Things were looking pretty dark. But from the beginning, God had a plan to rescue his people, to rescue us. And he shared that plan with the prophet Isaiah. Go ahead now. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And that is what hope looks like. Hope looks a little wonky. No, it's, oh, uh, get it. Dad! Can I call 911? <laughs> I think that's all the hope I can handle today. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Reginald. Did you happen to read what Isaiah wrote? No, only what King James wrote. Well, Isaiah was a prophet, and he wrote down a promise that God made, a promise that gave generations that hope forever. Well, clearly that hasn't happened yet. This year has been hopeless. You're right. It's been a really tough season. But some good stuff has happened too, and I don't want you to miss that. Even when things look difficult, God is still working things for the good, and that's where Christmas comes in. Really? Because I thought it was in July when all the stores started putting out the Christmas decorations. Actually, it began a long time before that. Why don't you open bag number one for us on our calendar? It's a candle. Are we preparing for a power outage? Not at all. Except we are, if anything, this candle represents the message of ultimate hope. In fact, it's invited, I've invited someone or someones to help us, Dave and his boys. Are you preparing to brainwash them too, thusly? Nope, it's about the gift of, it's about, they are about to share with us the gift of hope by reading from the book of Isaiah. 
Well, I don't want to sully the authenticity of my one-man performance by sharing the stage with these amateurs. Well, I think Dave and his boys have got this covered. <laughs> I don't right. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government, and the peace will be no end, on the throne of Avid and over his kingdom, to establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from the time forth and furthermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. You guys want to light the candle? Yeah. Thank you, guys. Isaiah knew that things weren't going well for most people. In fact, he knew that they needed to see God had a bigger plan, that God had promised to send... God has promised to send the greatest repair person to fix our broken world, the King of Kings, the Prince of Peace, the greatest doctor. God's rescuer would be all of those things, and that is what this candle represents, hope. sends the angel Gabriel to an ordinary girl named Mary, and he says, Do not be afraid, Mary. God is very pleased with you. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son. You must call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High God. He will rule forever over his people, and that kingdom will never end. You would have flipped out. Well, yeah. Who wouldn't? <laughs> All right, girls. Can we finish? Okay. So then Mary asks, how can this happen? I'm not even married yet. And Gabriel says, the Holy Spirit will make this happen. Your relative Elizabeth will have a child even though she is old. That's because what God says will always come true. And Mary says, I serve the Lord. May it happen to me just as you said it would. She just goes with it? No way. Yeah, I bet she asked way more questions than Luke records here. But somehow, she chooses not to let this crazy, unexpected thing 
send her into a tailspin. That's what real joy looks like. Wait, I want to do it. On the count of three? One, two, three. You are going to blow those out as soon as we hang up, right? It probably helps with the dirty laundry smell. I'm not going to burn down the dorm, I promise. Okay. <laughs> Reginald, Reginald, uh, has anybody seen Reginald? Um, Matt, Reginald left. He was something offended by having to share the stage, and he wasn't going to be treated that way. You know how actors can be. So I thought that maybe I could help you. Well, that, that changes things a little bit, but uh, you want to open bag number two off of our tree? Sure. Candle? I was really hoping for some candy, but, you know, whatever. Well, let's find out how not getting what you expect can be part of this Christmas journey. Luke, one of Jesus' closest friends, when he grew up, shares this incredible story about Jesus' mom, Mary. She was just an ordinary, everyday girl until something unexpected happened. I'm going to invite uh, Ed and Pat Sheen to come forward, and they're going to share that story with us. Hi, Billy. Morning, guys. Thanks for coming. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. <clears throat> And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you should call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And therefore, the child will be born, will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Thank you, guys. Oh, over there.
I don't know about you, but I've lived through some fantastic Christmases. And I've also lived through some that weren't quite what we expected. No matter what the season looks like for you or your family, you can find joy, real joy. I know that doesn't make sense, but it's true. Even when things seem like they are never quite what they ought to be, you can trust God is working it out and that he loves you so much and he will will not leave you in the mess for very long. Ooh, fire. Ooh, coffee. Reginald, I I thought you left us. Well, I did, but then I was thinking about what you said, and I thought, well, maybe I should go back and hear the rest of his message of hope, but not before I go and get some coffee. But I got you one as well. Oh, thanks. I'm so glad that you decided to come back, but I'm going to enjoy this coffee with some cookies in the back. Hmm. Well, good thing I planned a game. Do you like games, Reginald? Only when I win. Well, I can almost guarantee it because we're going to play a game called Puzzled. And Rich, if you want to help me out here, who here has built a puzzle in 2020? I feel like we all have. We all can relate to puzzles, right? And I think I was thinking about like what Matt has been trying to teach you and me and everybody else here through the videos and through our scripture reading so far, that even when things are in pieces and they don't seem like they're ever going to be put back together, that something joyful can come out of that situation. So would you be willing to play to see if we can create something joyful? Yes, to the puzzle, thusly. All right, let's move this over here. Put down your coffee. Thank you, by the way. So inside of these presents are puzzle pieces, not candles, because I don't know about you, but that's what I got when I opened the present for Matt. That's what I got when I opened them. Okay, well, it's not candles, puzzle pieces. So you're going to have 30 seconds to open up all of these lovely wrapped packages, take out a puzzle piece at a time, run over here to the board, and put together the puzzle. Are you up for the challenge? Yes. Are you up for encouraging him through this challenge? Yes. All right. On your marks, get set, go. All right. Looks like the corner. I always tell my kids, find the corner first. Outside edges. Oh, maybe another corner. Yeah, yeah, good. Oh, oh. Some things just don't always line up like we expect them to. A little help. Good, good. (laughs) Let's go. Seven seconds left. Six, five, four, three. Two at a time. One. That's okay. Go ahead and open that last package. Put that up there. Oh, now, if this doesn't create joy, I don't know what does this season. Hey, Matt, where you at? You're still eating cookies back there. Come look at this puzzle. Oh, Reginald, you did a great job at putting that puzzle together, and that's one joyful man, let me tell you. (laughs) Well, because I did such a great job with this puzzle, do you think I might set the next candle ablaze? Um, well, there's some cookies still backstage. You, uh, want to eat some? We're on it. Oh, good. You did find it. I did. I did. It's a little different this year, but you know what? It's going to be great. It's okay. It'll still be special. There you go. 
All right, story time. Okay. Luke 2. We're going to read about how God gave us baby Jesus. <laughs> In those days, Caesar Augustus made a law. It required that a list be made of everyone in the whole Roman world. Everyone went to their own town to be listed. And the king's rule meant that everybody had to take a trip back to the place that they came from. So right before Mary was supposed to have her baby, Joseph and Mary had to go on a long, long, long trip to Bethlehem. <laughs> yep, that's right. But they didn't have a car like we do. Did they have a plane? <laughs> <laughs> they actually had to ride on a donkey. Oh. You know. That's right. And when they got to Bethlehem, everybody else had come back too. So that means there were no hotels or guest rooms for them. So that means Mary and Joseph had to stay in a place with all the animals. Would you want to sleep next to a sheep? Mm-mm. It'd be bad. 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 All right. Now. While Joseph and Mary were in Bethlehem, the time came for the child to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn. It was a boy. She wrapped him in large cloths. Then she placed him in a manger. Yeah. God loves us so much that he gave us baby Jesus. That's right. And to celebrate that, we're going to light this special candle to remember how much God loves us. Do you think you can help me? Yeah, you can do it. There yeah, you go. Good job. <laughs> good job. Come here. Your mom's going to get your sister. <laughs> mm -hmm. You see your sister? <laughs> be gentle, be gentle. There you go. <laughs> good, good job. job. <laughs> okay. Where's all the young kids at today? I need you all to stand up. Because I want to seek, I've got a secret to tell you. Take a look at all the people that are around you that are still sitting down. See them? Hey, I see some kids over there that aren't standing up. Man. Wow. They are sitting down because some of them are at least in their 30s. And we need to take it easy on them, right? But seriously, we let them sit down because they care about you and they love you. Now look at the people who brought you. Maybe it's your aunts, uncles, cousins, um, grandparents, parents, whoever it is. Stare them in the eye. See them? Staring them in the eye? All right, well, their secret is this, is that they have a trouble remembering what this world was like without you. Their life is completely different because you are here, and they wouldn't change it for all the money in the world. Now, keep staring while I check out bag number three. And what do you think? It's a candle. Are you surprised? No surprise. All right. Well, y'all kid, kids blink, turn around, wave, and sit back down for me. All right. So, Christmas. It is about a kid. 
a baby. And it's the greatest gift that was ever given. I'm going to have uh, Rich, Brian, you guys want to come up and help me with this candle? That they're going to read from the book of Luke, or one of them is. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Christ change everything, right? But the baby that we celebrate at Christmas changed everything for everyone and everywhere. The love shown by the Son of God leaving heaven, becoming one of us, is more than our hearts and minds can hold. Love does that every single time, and it's bigger and more fantastic than anything in this world. This Christmas, I pray that lo that love and is a huge part of everything you do and everything that you give and everything that you feel. So good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, look, cookie. Cookie. Oh, really good. Yeah. Yeah. You would like those. <laughs> okay, I have assigned parts. Seriously, Dad? <laughs> Not everything needs to be a grand plan. Uh, oh, looks like I'm up. <sighs> there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby. It was night, and they were taking care of their sheep. An angel of the Lord appeared to them. <laughs> oh. Whoa, Dad. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. They were terrified, but the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news. It will bring great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Here's how you'll know I'm telling you the truth. You'll find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a large group of angels from heaven also appeared. You can do that with your phone now? It's a new app. Keep going. And the angels were praising God, and they said, May glory be given to God in the highest heavens, and may peace be given to those He is pleased with on earth. May glory be given to God in the highest heavens, and may peace be given to those He is pleased with on earth. <laughs> Angels left and went into heaven. Then the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. After the shepherds had seen him, they told everyone. All who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said. The shepherds returned. They gave glory and praise to God. Peace on earth. With God. With people. Can we do this again? <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right, let's do this. Just let mom do it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thought you wanted to call the fire department. 
It's all right. Mom knows what she's doing. Oh, yeah. Mom got this. <laughs> so, Dad, yeah. how long ago was the first Christmas? <laughs> well, Jesus was actually born about 2,000 years ago. 2,000? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Christmas wasn't just something that happened a long time ago. I mean, God sent his son, Jesus, to rescue all of us for all time. And because of Jesus, everything will be made right again. We know that we can have hope, joy, peace, and love. <laughs> and when we follow Jesus, God can work through us to bring hope and joy and peace <laughs> and love into the world around us. So, Mom, what's that candle? Well, that is the Christ candle. We light it on Christmas Eve as a reminder that God kept his promise. That there has never been a greater gift in this world than Jesus. Mm. Can I light it? Yeah. Let me give you a hand. Yeah. Okay. Careful. Nice. Wow. This was fun. This was fun. <laughs> And this is a very lovely advent is. we have here. Good job, Mom. Thank you. And thank you. <laughs> <laughs>How many of you like to put your feet up, take naps, or just relax, veg, watch your favorite show off Netflix? A lot of us, right? But during this time of year, it's sometimes hard to do that, especially, you know, maybe in the years past when it's all the hubbub of shopping and who knows what you guys are doing right now. But those kind of busyness and craziness makes things seem a little bit unchristmassy because we're all stressed. But still, there's something going on under it all that leads us to our next candle, which I'm going to take it out of bag number four and ask Susie to join me up here on stage. have to have mine too. <laughs> Okay, this is the fourth week, and the theme is peace, and the scripture is Luke chapter 2, verse 8 through 20. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel appeared of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good noise of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you this born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those who he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, 
which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, <coughs> excuse me, and when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, and it had been told them. Thank you, Susie. Peace. Peace. Just saying that word can relieve some tensions, can it? But it's the candle that represents peace that is far bigger than any relaxing breath. This peace between us and between God. This candle represents that idea that God loves you. This is a way for you to live with him forever. He isn't disappointed in you. He isn't angry in you. Because his son Jesus came to earth on a mission, God is at peace with you. Christmas is so many things to so many different people. And that's great because the candle at the center is called the Christ candle. It's Jesus Christ who has come to save us all, to give us hope, to give us joy, to give us peace, to give us love. So bringing those beautiful things for all people, for all times, for all places, for all cultures, might look a little bit different, and that's okay. Christmas is only possible because our journey always takes us to this candle, to this candle in the middle of our wreath. What we're about to enter our time of communion, um, and our true focus is going to be on Christ and what it means for us this Christmas season. You see, Jesus gave his life for all of us. He is the one who rose again, and he is the one that lives today. He is the one who will come back again. No matter what Christmas looks like for you, no matter if you have an artificial tree, a real tree, or no tree at home, whether you decide to dress up, stay in your jammies, or wear that ugly Christmas sweater, no matter if you eat your Christmas meal out of a can with your neighbors or with your grandparents and family, no matter what, Jesus wants to be the center of everything you do. When you keep him as the most important thing about Christmas and every single other day, we understand real hope and real joy and real love and real peace. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for just the time that we've had to gather this morning, that we can celebrate the birth of your son, that we can celebrate the sacrifice that was given before us. 
and what it means for him to come for us, that we can have that real hope, that real joy, that real love, and that real peace, that we can find refuge in you, that he can be our savior and our rescuer, that he can get us through any mess. Lord, we just want to focus on that this morning, knowing that you loved us so much that you sent him to die on a cross for us. We mess up, we screw up, yes. But you loved us and cared for us so much that you did something to rescue us. And we thank you so much for that. And it's in your son's name we pray, amen. I'm gonna light this candle, candle and we're, uh, we'll, we'll take communion together. Jesus broke, broke the bread and said, this is my body for you. Then he took the cup and said, this is my blood that I shed for you. This candle shines so bright in our lives that it helps put everything in the right light. That is the greatest gift it is the first gift of Christmas, and it's the greatest gift for every one of us forever. Oh, did I miss the final setting ablaze of the candles? You did, Reggie, but I, I must say, you do look a lot more festive and more hopeful, for sure. Well, I thought about what you said and everything that we went over, and I can say that there is hope this holiday season, and I think that we should celebrate thusly. I do too, Reggie. I do too. Take it away, Mandy.
all made it. A couple uh, things, announcements uh, in the back. Um, underneath the spotlight, there are two sides of the table. One side is for everybody, the red side, I think. It's written on there. Um, but th those are just a little treat bag goodies for you guys. And then the other side is one per family. Um, it's a little craft advent wreath project for you guys to do so you have something at home. And then also, I just want to invite you all to Christmas Eve service on uh, December 24th here at 7 o'clock and also online if you can't make it. So hope you all have a good and Merry Christmas, and thanks for being here. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat. 